Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. The Warriors took care of business to go up 3-1 over the Grizzlies. The Celtics beat the Bucks in Milwaukee and reset that series at 2. And MVP awards shouldn't fine a player as much as they do, but here we are. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Steph Curry poured in 32 points despite a rough shooting night and the Warriors gutted out a 101-98 win over a game Memphis Grizzlies team without superstar John Morant. Joining me now from Lockdown Warriors, Cyrus Satsas. And Cyrus, this is a critical win, no question about it. A a 3-1 lead now. We don't know when John Morant is going to come back in this series, if at all. Mm -hmm. I know Golden State got the win, but how are you reacting to a team that had to play nip and tuck with what would otherwise have been, you know, a, a team that we would not think could compete with Golden State. Yeah, I, it's in my opinion, I've been in the minority in 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 this take, which is that I really believe the toughest challenge for the Golden State Warriors this postseason is the Memphis Grizzlies. This, to me, is the ultimate test, hmm. and I think tonight you saw it. I mean, this is a team that has one megastar in John Morant, and then has an incredible supporting cast of. Really, you know, like borderline all-stars, not quite, but like they're all long, they're athletic, they play smart. Uh, At least one guy off the times plays dirty. Uh, Just my opinion on that, but I think it's a fairly popular opinion. Um, And anyways, but they're they're a good team. I respect them tremendously. Uh, The sooner the Warriors can move on from them, the happier I will be. uh, Someone who, you know, tries to maintain the objectivity balance covering this team versus my, my love for them. Um, this was a stressor. I mean, this was, I was not comfortable until literally about 28 seconds left to go in the game. I was just, you know, if, if I was a cigarette smoker, I'd be chain smoking. And, um, <laughs> but it was a gritty performance. I think that's a fair term to say. Uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen Curry showed why he is, you know, uh, and, you know, going to be considered if he wins another title. I think he's officially in that top 10 argument. Um, I mean, he's one of the all time greats. And tonight he showed why. Uh, and then I, I've had two really unpopular take. Well, they're not unpopular by a long shot, but they are unpopular. One being that the Grizzlies, I think, are the biggest test for the Warriors. And and I think if they can move past this, they're in the driver's seat for that fourth world title in eight years. Uh, and the other one is is and this is maybe this isn't an, an outlandish take, but it's uh, that this Grizzlies team, in a lot of ways, is better without John Morant. And I know everyone's been talking today about the twenty and five record without him. But what I didn't hear a lot of people say is that they were actually 20 and two without him. And then they lost the last three regular season games in games that really they did not prioritize. They already had the second seed uh, seed locked up. Um, so this is a team that was that was very used to playing without jaw. Um, you could see Coach Jenkins at his best without jaw because now you're actually seeing the ball movement. You're seeing a stout defense. They get really big and long and athletic. Amazingly, when Jaw's not in there, um, and they and you saw it tonight, it gave the Warriors a lot of problems. And all I could say is respect to the Grizzlies on one hand because I really do think they are one of the best teams in the NBA, and they're going to be scary for years to come. Uh, and, and on the other hand, I'm incredibly stoked that the, the Warriors were able to pull this off because they are in the driver's seat now. Home court advantage is still secured, and they could close this out if not in Game Five, certainly in Game Six. 
Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen. Don't forget to check out Locked On NFL's reaction to the NFL draft. Get our local and national hosts take on all the prospects, how teams approach the draft, and most importantly, who won the draft. That's Locked On NFL, Locked On NFL Draft, and your favorite NFL team's Locked On show. The Locked On Podcast Network has you covered with all things NFL. Coming up, the Bucks missed a golden opportunity to grab an advantage in their series with the Celtics and now must work through a best of three series. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. We have a few interesting lines for Tuesday night's slate of MLB games. The Rays send Corey Kluber to the mound to face Ray Detmers and the Angels. Bet Online has Tampa Bay as slight favorites on the road, minus 109. Wade Miley will make his Chicago Cubs debut against Mike Clevenger and the San Diego Padres. Bet Online likes the Friars at home, minus 141. And the Cincinnati Reds, fresh off a Monday night beatdown of the Milwaukee Brewers, said Hunter Green to the hill to face Freddie Peralta. Bet Online likes the Brew Crew to get revenge and has them on the money line, minus 195. Bet Online, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Former New England Patriot and L.A. Rams running back Sony Michelle has agreed to a one-year deal with the Miami Dolphins, a league source told ESPN, adding another name to an already deep backfield. Michelle will be the third running back to sign with Miami this offseason alone, joining Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds. The Dolphins already have Miles Gaskin on their roster, and they tendered Salvin Ahmed. Probably something to do with having the 30th rated rushing attack last year. And maybe having Tua Tagovailoa at quarterback might be related. The Predators had one last chance to avoid the sweep at home against the Avalanche. Where we've seen the Nashville Predators set and break records tonight, the Preds marked yet another franchise first. This is the first time the franchise has been swept in the playoffs. Hi everyone, I'm Ann Kimmel from Locked On Predators. The Nashville Predators have had all they could handle and more in this first round matchup against the Colorado Avalanche and tonight's game four, no exception. The Predators were much more competitive, had their first lead of the entire series at one point, but lost this game five to three. There were a few bright spots in the night. Yakov Trenin had two goals. Philip Forsberg also showed up finally on the score sheet with a goal. And for the most part, the Predators stayed out of the penalty box and were able to play five-on-five hockey, which gave them the best chance to appear competitive against the Avs team. Unfortunately, this game and this series ended much the way it went on with a Nashville Predators player in the penalty box watching the Colorado. Colorado Avalanche score a power play goal. The Panthers even the series with the Caps after grinding out an overtime win on the road. It is now a different series as the Florida Panthers tie this series with the Washington Capitals all tied up at two. 
What is up, guys? This is Armando Velez from the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And the Florida Panthers defeat the Washington Capitals by a final score of 3-2 in overtime. This is a game where the Florida Panthers fell behind a little late in the third period with a possible missed uh, high hit by TJ Oshie on Sam Bennett that created an opportunity going the other way. But after the Florida Panthers blew a one um, one lead and the Capitals went to score the next two, the Florida Panthers came back with the floor, with Andrew Burnett pulling Sergey Bobrovsky, bringing in the extra attacker, and the Florida Panthers score six on five. The other goal by the Florida Panthers was four on four with Ekblad and Verhage going two on one, going the other way. And got to give credit to Andrew Burnett for mixing up the forward lines and defensive pairings, putting everything in a blender, just surprising Peter Laviolette on the other side of things for the Washington Capitals, definitely throwing off possibly his game plan going for Washington. And in the latest installment of Nobody Knows Anything About Name, Image, and Likeness, the NCAA's Division I Board of Directors published new guidelines Monday to clarify that boosters, including recently created companies designed to provide athletes at a particular school with endorsement deals, should not have any contact with prospective college athletes, their family members, or their representatives. Member schools received new guidelines Monday saying that boosters are collectives who contact recruits or sign athletes to contracts that are contingent upon a player's attendance at a particular school are breaking NCAA rules. The Division I Board of Directors said that the NCAA could pursue sanctions against anyone who has egregiously violated these rules in the last 10 months since the NIL rules were changed, but it is likely to force more on issues that come up in the future. Here is another story you need to know. In the third quarter, the Milwaukee Bucks were cruising. Giannis was mean mugging, and it looked like they were poised to take a 3-1 series lead out of Milwaukee and back to Boston. And then Jason Tatum and Al Horford happened. Somehow, Al Horford getting in the way, way back machine, he pours in 30 to go along with Jason Tatum's 30, and they stun Milwaukee 116-108. Joining me from... Pfizer Forum in Milwaukee, host of Locked on Celtics, John Corrales. And John, what what flip switched? What has what Al Horford been putting in his coffee? What <laughs> what happened that that led to this fourth quarter and a stunner of a game? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I, you go back to when Giannis dunked on Al Horford and got the technical foul. Mm. And Horford, you know, was nodding after the tech. And he said something switched in me at that point. So he had that dunk kind of in his mind. And then in the fourth quarter, uh, it's 80 to 78. And here comes Al Horford dunking on, on Giannis and just out comes all of this emotion. Now his off arm hits Giannis and he gets the technical foul, but that didn't really matter because what mattered was Horford just letting loose this torrent of emotion in the entire Celtics bench being energized at that point that that really turned the tide and he may said after the game that the Celtics know that they can get him open threes whenever they want basically you're playing against a drop coverage they can run a pick and pop and whenever they want Al Horford to take a three-pointer he can do that and so uh, he hit five most on the team and and really just kind of energized the Celtics in that fourth quarter and then uh, once Giannis Antetokounmpo came out for like a minute and George Hill was in the game, Jason Tatum, his eyes got big, like cartoonish popping out of his head and he scored eight straight points and put the game away. So 
Celtics finally able to take advantage of some matchups. And like you said, once Al Horford kind of turned, you know, looks like he's 25 instead of 35, then it's, it's hard to beat the Celtics. This is a guy that, that multiple teams uh, over the last couple of years just said, nah, we don't need him. Uh, Boston fans, the last time he was in, in Boston, they were, a lot of them were ready to see him go when he did go. So this is, this is a remarkable turnaround. Also a remarkable turnaround, John. 48 points in the paint for Boston in this game in games one yeah. and two. Um, that's that's more than their game one and two combined total. So how were they able to take advantage of what was still really good Bucks defense for most of the night? Yeah, I mean, a lot of that came in the fourth quarter, too. I mean, they they really were attacking in the fourth quarter. The the Bucks defense was spread out there, especially with Al Horford hitting a bunch of three-pointers. And the Celtics just you know, finally just said, you know what, we're going for it. We're going for it, and we're going to challenge these guys, and we're going to we're going to see what we can do. Uh, I think the first few games was a case of a little bit of being tentative, and then obviously Brooke Lopez is a really good rim protector. But I'll say what Ime Odoka said after game two: it's not Will Chamberlain in there, so they can attack these guys. And so what if you get blocked? You you can still keep attacking. And you, you run some actions that, that pull Lopez a little further away and you find you find the matchups to attack the rim. If it's Marcus Smart backing down Holiday or whoever he had on him or Jason Tatum finally getting a favorable matchup and, and attacking George Hill, those types of things are going to pump up those paint numbers. But, yeah, it's the Celtics mentality, too, of, of finally saying, you know what, we're not we're not going to respect these guys so much that we just don't shoot in the paint we're gonna we're gonna make them make plays coming up mvps carry a lot of weight when we talk about a player's legacy but should that be the case now on to sleeper sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players and now you could win on sleeper by playing their new daily fantasy over under game it's super simple first in any sport choose two or more players that you like and pick the daily fantasy over under. You could pick points or rebounds in basketball, hits or strikeouts in baseball. If you pick correctly, you could win anywhere from two times to over 20 times your entry. You're not getting those odds other places. The main reason that I'm excited about daily fantasy over under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my friends' contests and we can play together. Plus, I already have the Sleeper app because I use it to play my normal fantasy football leagues. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new daily fantasy over-under game. Have fun with your friends and win. And make sure to use promo code LOCKDOWN today and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Again, download Sleeper, then use promo code LOCKDOWN today when you deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years with prices that are reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. MVP awards ultimately lead to a conversation about a player's legacy and how he will be remembered. But should it drastically affect the way we think about a player if he did or didn't rack up the individual trophies? 
Adam Morris and Matt Moore from Locked on Nuggets have some interesting thoughts on this. It will matter most when his career is all said and done. And I don't like the legacy stuff. I feel like the NBA is too much about legacy. One of the reasons that the MVP conversation is so toxic is we start talking about players as legacy before they ever reach their prime. And it's, I think it like harms the way we view these people. I learned this lesson with LeBron. I mean, obviously following his career, I remember in 2009 when he lost uh, and was out the door in 2010. And I remember thinking like, what's his legacy? What does it mean? Little did we know his best decade was actually ahead of him. Decade, yes, like the entire 10-year run. So I don't like talking about these things too much in real time, but when it's all said and done, when when the career is over, having two MVPs is going to frame a lot of when we, when we talk about how good was this guy, it's going to help frame a lot of it. I think both of them are well-deserved uh, last year and this year. Um, and I, so that's, that's all I think about with this is we'll think about it 10 years from now when we look back on Jokic. How do we make it to where you don't mind this conversation next year? Cause I love talking about it and it hurts me badly that you hate talking about it so much. Is there any way that we can do it to where it would be okay? I like I, talking I about I honestly it. don't think we can, man. And it's not like any one person, like some of this is just, you know, I, <laughs> It's funny. I sometimes think about this. I'm going to take you on an adventure here, Matt. I sometimes think about like if aliens were to land on Earth and sure. say we have got a power source for you that, that you know, like nuclear fission. Here's how it works. We got it for you. Our nuclear fusion. Uh, here's how it works. We would totally just turn it into weapons and kill each other with it. And the reason I know this is we have the Internet. We have this great thing that's like we could use it for anything. And it's like, no, we're just going to use it to argue. About I understand not wanting to use titles as a barometer for a player's greatness. An MVP is designed specifically to reward individual greatness. It should theoretically be our best measure of who the best players are in a given season. There are always going to be some missteps when Derrick Rose wins an MVP and everyone knows that LeBron James is the best player in the world. And at times, you can look back and say, well, a player should have been rewarded because his number of MVPs is not reflecting his greatness. This conversation is often had about Kobe Bryant. But go back and take a look. What were the awards he should have won and didn't? And you go back through them and you go, actually, there were a lot of really deserving candidates. Plus, go back in league history. Nikola Jokic, when he officially wins MVP, will be the 15th player in league history to win two or more Most Valuable Player awards. And when you go through the list, it is the who's who of greatest players of all time. It's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell, Michael Jordan, Wilt Chamberlain, LeBron James, Moses Malone, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Bob Pettit, Carl Malone, Tim Duncan, Steve Nash, Steph Curry, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and now Nikola Jokic. Not difficult to make the case that those are 15 of the 20, 25 greatest players to ever play. It is, to me, the one thing above all else that does signify a player's individual greatness and, I believe, rightfully holds the sort of gravitas in the conversations around this award. And finally, a record drought ended on Monday night. 
Jose Quintana pitched six scoreless innings for his first win since 2019 and the first victory by a Pittsburgh starting pitcher this season. That's right, this season as the Pirates beat the LA Dodgers 5-1. The Pirates finally got their first win from a starter in their 28th game, a major league record to begin a season, as you can imagine. The old record was set by the Baltimore Orioles in 1989 when they started 0 of 21. You guys are more enamored about the streak than I am, Pittsburgh manager Derek Shelton said. We just want to get wins regardless of who gets the credit. I wonder if the bullpen and all the guys that are doing long toss tomorrow agree. Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen. Now make your second listen. Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free. And available wherever you get podcasts. Coming up Wednesday, who will gain the advantage in two NBA Conference semifinal series that are tied at two games apiece? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. Today.